Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad and with me as always is the ever so lovely and hatful and beautiful and whatever else you want to say, Mike Hampton. Mike, what's up? No, keep going. You're doing so well. I know. You you haven't been on an episode in a while, so. (laughs) Actually, no, it's only been one episode, so. (laughs) Neither of us have been on an episode in a while. But what's up, man? How's uh, how how are you this morning? Well, um, you know, it's the holiday season, and so I feel the the holiday cheer racing through my body. So what he really means, kids, is he is bah humbug. (laughs) No, never, (laughs) never. Tis the season. Tis the season to be not so jolly. Uh, but before we dive into anything else, of course, we have to pay the bills. And Mike, how do we pay the bills? We talk about ads. Um, you talk about ads. I just. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I shouldn't have spring it on you one day where you just do it yourself. <laughs> uh, that'll probably go well. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, for to save time, as always, uh, our promo code for all these ads are uh, all lowercase Uncle Dad Talks, and each code saves you 25% off. Uh, our, our sponsors and partners are Raise Energy by Rep Sports, and you can go to their website at reppsports.com and check out the best energy drinks uh, pretty much, period. Uh, on their website and get 25% off. And once you're done raising up and you want to chill out, go to tricloudy.com to you uh, and use promo code Uncle Dad Talks to receive 25% off your order to receive to get the best sleep possible. And I'll talk about that real quick. Cloudy is pretty great because it, it does give me the best sleep. I use it every night. I don't know if you use it, Mike, every day, but I do use it every night and it's amazing. Thoughts? Yeah, I've used uh, I've used it from time to time. I really enjoy the the night mask from Cloudy. It's oh, so yeah, soft. Yeah, yeah that uh, silk. <laughs> silk. It's soft. I barely even feel like it's on my face. It helps keep the light out in the morning, so I can have just a tad more sleep. Cloudy. Wow. Maybe he yeah. maybe he will take over next time. <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my uh, what do you call it? <laughs> What do you call that when you try out for something? Audition. Audition. There you go. Yes. My audition. Good job. Cloudy. Cloudy. Uh, And also uh, with your tattoo care, don't forget about the Lucky 13 tattoo brand work. Mike, have you been taking it? Yes. (laughs) He nods his head. Yes. (laughs) But but, uh, it is a great product, 100% um, natural and organic product. ingredients and what's really cool is that it's a family-owned business right here out of america um so go check them out at protectorinc.com all right uh i apologize if we seem a little sluggish today because it is an early morning for us at least for uncle dad you know and when you're an uncle and a dad you have a you have a tendency to want to wake up late i don't know mike is that true (laughs) Uh, you tell me (laughs) That's that's true um but today's topic and guest is pretty exciting. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite TV shows on Netflix. And um, I shouldn't say TV show, I should say like a series. And it is a, I, I, it's, it's such a great blast from the past. It's such a great, you know, nostalgia, like, it, it's just awesome. And uh, Mike, I'll let you go ahead and uh, say what they are. Well, the, uh, 
Yeah. So our guest is the what the founder and CEO of the Naseal company. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they're most famous for the two shows on Netflix, I think, uh, which would be the toys that made us and the movies that made us. And um, and yeah, so we get to we get to have the the founder and CEO on the show today. Yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. Um I I love retro toys. I love retro movies. But for Mike, it's just movies and toys. <laughs> it is. I had to do one. I'm sorry. I had to do one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. the, that's the one I get. No, I'll stop. I promise. <laughs> right. um, but but in all seriousness, you know, I do like uh, the the I guess the toys of, of our past generation and some of the brands they did have been like Barbie, uh, the Ninja Turtles, uh, the Power Rangers, He Man. I think they did She-Ra as well, but I could be incorrect about that. Um, but for me, out of all the toy series they've done, my favorite has been the uh, the Ninja Turtle toys because I actually I still collect those. Uh, they're actually at my parents' house. I have them all nicely displayed and stuff. And you know, growing up with Ninja Turtles, I mean, I'm sure you know, Mike. It's, it was one of the, the best experiences as a kid. I feel like. And plus, those Ninja Turtle toys are just they're pretty great, right? Like their their articulation is like spot on. They look like what you would think they would look like from the cartoon. They are just, they're, they're great. And there's so many memories with those. So I've really enjoyed learning about that, uh, Mike. That's, that's what, what you would say is your favorite toy from childhood is Ninja Turtles. Um, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, because yeah. uh, uh, I had a specific toy that I loved dearly. And uh, it was part of the Ninja Turtle line. It was, um, uh, Mike, you know that rabbit? He's getting really popular right now. I think his name was Usagi. Usagi Usagio Yimbo Yimbo? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he was in Ninja Turtles at one point. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and that was my favorite toy growing up. The rabbit? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Weird, weird, right? <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I mean, I had a favorite. I had a Roger Rabbit toy for a while. Oh, really? That was that was one of my favorites. So I don't know. I think uh a rabbit character is something. There's something that I think very similar to uh, Pepe the Frog. I think a rabbit, there's kind of like a, you see yourself in that character as well. I did a friend of mine, uh, Brandon, who does all my tattoos, speaking of tattoo care. He also had a rabbit character for a long time that he drew. I drew a rabbit character when I was young. Um, yeah. So anyways, maybe it's uh, maybe it's just something similar in the, in the fact that you see something in yourself in that character you're able to i don't know but. i mean he was just pretty i mean he's a pretty badass character so maybe i don't think i'm that badass but <laughs> maybe yeah, i am and so is the the guy who created him stan sakai is yes. a you know amazing artist and um there was a there was a book of usagi ogimbo art in which i did a i colored a piece that's in that book did you just, really just so you know yeah mike i want it tell me how to get it i want it dark horse dark horse no, no, I, I want the original. I'm saying. <laughs> well, I don't have that. It's, uh, I, I don't have that. Okay. Well. <laughs> um, but for you, Mike, what is that? What is that toy? Oh man, I was a Ghostbusters all the way. Mm. I mean, I, I liked uh, Thundercats a lot too. Um, but I was. Wait, hold on, hold on. Can I hear you do the uh, the, the song, Thundercats, song? or not the song, the the call? <laughs> you know, Thundercats. Huh? 
Oh, stop it. <laughs> so anyways, Ghostbusters, um, which uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife was awesome, by the way. Oh, Made me cry. I teared. Dude, me too. Me too. Me too. I teared. I loved it, though. It is, had, had everything that you wanted to see in a Ghostbusters movie. But yeah, yeah. the toys were, were my favorite. I love the cartoon. The toys replicated the cartoon. I had the firehouse, the Ecto-1, all the dudes, some of the ghosts, um, the Ecto-2. Uh, yeah, it, it was one of my favorite uh, gifts as a, as, a, as a child on Christmas. It was also when I found out there was no Santa Claus was when I got <laughs> the Ghostbusters firehouse. <laughs> that must have been uh, quite the realization. Yeah. But also, well, but also, spoiler alert, because what if somebody's listening with their kids and now the kids just heard that? Well, shame on you for lying to your kids. <laughs> Whoa. Damn. False idols to look up to and pretend to have to be good for. Shame. We just lost half our audience. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I'll win them back. Okay, good. Um, yeah, those are great toys. Uh, but when you're talking about Ghostbuster toys, you're referring to Ghostbuster, the, the movie, not the TV show, right? Well, no, the, the toys were replicate were emulated the the TV's cartoon, okay. the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, gotcha. Um, they didn't. I don't remember them having toys of the movie, you know, because the movie the, the show was based off of the movie, right? And so yeah, the toys all looked like the cartoon characters of uh, of the Ghostbusters. Right. And okay, so just to quickly talk about that, because I am curious. There is technically two car- cartoon series, right? There's Extreme Ghostbusters and Regular Ghostbusters, or Real Ghostbusters. Well, there was Ghost, the Ghostbusters, which was like some British. I think it was a British cartoon with oh, okay. a couple guys and like a big monkey or an ape. <laughs> and it was kind of like a steampunk Ghostbuster crew that rode around in this weird, like old steampunk car. And then, um, and then there was the real Ghostbusters, which was the one that was based off of the movie characters. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the cartoons, which I should be because I know they're great. But um, so good. Yeah. yeah, and then it isn't if I remember correctly, the voice of Garfield plays uh, Bill Murray's character, right? Yeah, 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 not yeah, he did. It was the same guy. And, and then they did Slimer in the real Ghostbusters, where Slimer had his own cartoon, mm. which was which was way more. Uh, I don't know how to describe it other than it was just a lot more cartoonish than than the actual ghostbusters series that was it was like uh i don't know i'll probably throw another reference that you won't get but there were these old cartoons uh these old mighty mouse cartoons i know mighty mouse <laughs> yeah but the, there was this version of them that came out in the 80s that was uh i don't even know who did it shame on me but it was more, it was just uh it was more like that so um super fun i love those cartoons i want someone to buy me the box set even though i don't have a dvd player Oh. I, was, I still want it. Well, guess what, Mike? Santa's <laughs> coming. <laughs> he is? <laughs> he is? He is real? <laughs> oh, okay. I believe in, in him now. <laughs> um, so now out of the out of the the series that um Nacelle has, um what is your favorite out of that group? Out of the, the shows I I enjoy both toys that made us, but I think I was, uh, I found myself watching pretty much, if not all of the, most, if not all of the the movies that made us. 
And I'm sure there's one specific episode that you absolutely love. <laughs> well, there's there's two. Okay. There's there's two. They're very they're very neck and neck. There's yeah. There's the Die Hard one, and then there's the Ghostbusters movie one, or or the first Ghostbusters movie. And uh, yeah, I mean they're such fun because it's like, and then uh, I also started diving into the their other show they have called uh, Toy Store Near You, mm-hmm. and um, that's really fascinating too. And a couple of the people on that show are friends of mine that have stores. I was and, actually going to say, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I love how, how Brian, who the CEO and who we'll be talking to soon, he's, you know, he's all about all of the nostalgia and all of the things that he loved growing up. And I think that's where he's poured all of this, you know, all of his work into. And now we all get to enjoy it together. So I think it's great. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, um, you know, for me, I, I did like those uh, movie series, like the movies that made us, but the toys, man, I just love it. I just, I, I don't know what, how to describe it, but like, so kind of what you're feeling with the movies is the same way I felt with the toys. Like, plus the toys are becoming, toys are becoming such a lost and a different medium now, right? Like toys are no longer about the imagination aspect of playing with something and creating your own story right like now it's like a collectible thing right like you can't even release a toy without it being sold out asap right and then now being you know sell sold for hella more on the market which i think kind of ruins the the aspect for a child to get to play with whatever toy it may be i don't know does that does that make sense yeah i think toys are just different now yeah i think um you definitely have the collectors that they go rush to the stores, collectors, I say collectors that are going to sell them. So they'll, yeah, they'll resell them at a comic convention. And, and so that kind of takes away from, from, yeah, from kids being able to get them on their own from the toy store. Um, and I think a lot of times, I mean, those old toys we played with in, in the eighties or that I played with in the eighties, I don't think kids are playing with toys like that anymore. I think they're playing with, you know, more tech toys now you know like using your imagination to put little figurines through a plastic firehouse and push a car around with them in it i mean i just don't see that happening much anymore i mean i'm sure it does i don't have kids but (laughs) someone does and i don't know if they're playing with those toys yeah i i don't don't know i don't know if that's really the the thing anymore i don't know if that's uh i think you're right but I don't think that that says that the toys are bad now. They're just different, right? Like, I think that's a, a clear thing I want to make. It's that it's not necessarily that toys are bad now. They're just different, right? Like, I mean, tech is a big part of it. Like you said, like, there's this, there was this car company that came out called Anki. I don't know if you heard of that or not, but it was a, like a, it was basically like Hot Wheels, right? But you controlled it with an iPad. So you got to play, you know, with these cars, but you're controlling everything with an app. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, that doesn't sound as fun, right? <laughs> uh, a few years ago, my sister got me an R2-D2 that you control with an app on your phone. And it was, it's fun. I mean, I'm, you know, but I don't know. There's just something about playing with a toy that, that you have to use your complete imagination to make it move and work. And I think that's, I think that's good for your imagination and ability to be creative and not depend on, something else to create for you sure that's what i think yeah no no i I can i can get that but then i also like the toys that are part of like the stem 
uh, setup right where it teaches the child about like you know programming and whatever. Like that's that's a cool idea, right? Like those are kind of fun toys, right? Mm-hmm. You say? Yeah, I mean that's also another thing that wasn't around, you know, years ago, and so you know it's just uh, yeah, it's a different time, and and sure. Uh, what i was gonna say was on the subject of like um toys and stuff like that physical things you know nacelle actually makes their own toy uh toys as well they make a a series of consumer products and um something i want to point out right away because we have to do that is that they released kevin smith's vinyl album from his silent but deadly tour (laughs) oh yeah yeah an actual album like an actual do you know what a vinyl is kids i don't know but uh (laughs) Uh, actually, they might. Vinyl records are popular now, right? Yeah, vinyl is vinyl is still uh, vinyl is one of those things that has kept going through. They're 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 trending still. Awesome, trending, but, uh, trending. Hashtag trending. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, but Kevin Smith uh, he did a stand-up comedy tour called the Silent but Deadly, and uh, they released the extended edition of his vinyl. And if, as we all know here, Uncle Dad loves Kevin Smith uh, hardcore, and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't I don't own it though. So if anybody wants to gift gift that to me, that'd be cool. Mm. <laughs> um, but this is Santa. great. Santa is that, was, that, was that a note to Santa? <laughs> that was a note to Santa. Yes, hey Santa. Santa. Um, but the interesting thing about that vinyl record is that that's the um, the show where he uh, actually I don't know if it's that abs- ab- that same show, but that tour he uh, he had a heart attack and almost died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's crazy. And I would love to talk about it one day. If we ever get that opportunity, Mike, you probably have to talk because I'm probably going to be like, uh, oh, well, um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, 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 it would just be pretty cool to, uh, to own that. And then also like he is, uh, I, I just, I, if, we, if we ever got Kevin Smith on the show, I think it would be the same way if you got, if we got Bruce Willis on the show, it'd be hard to talk. <laughs> yeah, well. Let's uh let's see what we can do. You know, there's no there's no limit to the possibility. It's very right? very true. Um, uh, and Mike, before we uh, go to break, uh, just I guess what's what's the one thing you're excited to learn about with uh, talking to Brian? There was one episode where he was uh, in the uh, toy store near you, where he talks about living in California and not going to a certain city the whole time he's lived in California. And I want to ask him about that. Okay. <laughs> what about you? What about you? What's your number one thing you want to learn? I really want to learn like what it was like to meet these people that made these toys personally, because like, you know, he grew up with that too, I'd imagine. Right. So it's like, and that's a big part of them. So that must be very unreal. Like I would like, love to meet the people who made these toys that I cherished right like that must be mm-hmm. something. like what is that feeling like yeah that feeling probably is something that we know but that must have just been and then now he's like they're not that they're not that they're working for him but they're like working with him on a documentary to show his love and appreciation like i just think that's crazy i don't know it's i want to know what love feels like <laughs> you want to know what love is yes there you go but hey you know what what better way to segue out and uh, we'll be right back after this break Hey, how's it going? My name is Tion Buku One. I'm a skateboarding, graffiti writing, bowling son of a Black Panther. And I'm Yula. <laughs> and we are the co-hosts of the Black Russian Podcast. 
Our podcast is a deep dive into relationships from monogamy, non-monogamy, open, poly, and whatever other labels that us wacky humans come up with. Let's go beyond the assumptions, beyond the stigmas, stereotypes, and most definitely beyond the judgment. We share our highs, lows, face plans, and triumphs of trying to love in ways that fit us individually while we continue our journey through life together. With topics like yuck and yums, poly trendy, how does it really feel, and tour life, tour wife, we discuss how to build and define relationships that are tailor-made for you. Let's talk about it. Let's be honest. All from a soulful perspective. Now let's be clear, (laughs) we don't advocate any one relationship style over the other. We advocate any and all relationships that encourage truth, honesty, and the freedom to do it how you do it. Deconstruct, decolonize, and rebuild in your own way with a Black Russian podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Uncle Dad is back uh, with Mike and our very special guest, uh, Mike. Go ahead and take the keys, as you will, and introduce our amazing guest here. Hello, yes, and we are uh, pleased to have uh, Brian Volkweiss from, most people know, The Toys That Made Us and The Movies That Made Us, the popular shows on Netflix, and also the store, Toy Store Near You, which I was watching some episodes last night. Welcome to the show, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, you know, real quick, I just want to want to talk about, you know, you created these shows. Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming you grew up uh, in the 80s, watching a lot of these movies, playing a lot of these toys. Can I just ask, like, how, what was the inspiration to start doing the show? And how do you pitch a sh- pitch it to Netflix? Two great questions. The inspiration happened, I would say, at least 18 or 19 years ago. I was in a, uh, a Borders Books. That's how long ago it was. Mm. Um, and I don't remember why anymore, but I was, for some reason, looking for information about the origin of Transformers. And this was long before Michael Bay. And there were no books in the entire store about Transformers. And then I realized there was no books like about any toys other than Barbie and Star Wars. And both of those books were more about like, they were more, for lack of a better expression, they were more about like the culture of those toys. Like, there was nothing about the like why were they three and three quarters? There was nothing about the business. There was nothing about the creative. So that, but, and I distinctly remember seeing a shelf entirely uh, covered with books about the War of 1812. <laughs> and I just remember being like, and again, no offense to the War of 1812, but it was like, why are there no books about Transformers? Like, I mean, it was like so weird. They were so popular. Same with G.I. Joe, everything. So that was the inspiration. The way I sold it, by the way, it took seven years to sell. Wow. Hmm. 
The reason Netflix bought it was very lucky. We do a lot of stand-up comedy. We have a division that all it does is stand-up comedy. So we were one of the first, I, I didn't personally know anybody to this day that was in business with Netflix before us for original shows. So we were already in business with them for stand-up comedy. And then what ended up happening was a guy who worked for Netflix on the stand-up comedy side, he ended up going to the unscripted side. So because I knew him and the other problem, the reason it took so long to sell, my company and I were famous for comedy. So every time I tried to sell this show about toys, people would be like, why is the comedy guy coming about toys? Because producers and directors, we get typecast like actors. Mm -hmm. So, but because the guy at Netflix, whose name was Devin, because he knew that I collected toys, he had been to my house and seen my collection. That's how we got the sale. Wow. So yeah, so it was your your personal collection. You know, that that leads me. I had another question for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. What is your favorite toy from your time? Or do you have a favorite? I can I, it's, it, it's it's a tie. Can I mm. can I can I go with two? You can. You can, yes. Are you, Uncle Dad can't, but you wait, can. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Are you asking about my favorite toy that I had or the favorite toy that I still have? Oh, both. Let's hear, let's hear both. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think that. Yeah, I want to hear that. My, my favorite toy growing up was the Millennium Falcon. Like, that's easy. Like, mm. Millennium Falcon, Millennium Falcon, Millennium Falcon. I got it. Unfortunately, well, I still was pretty young, but I got it. My Millennium Falcon was the Return of the Jedi one. So I got it probably around 1983 when I was like seven or eight. So actually, it was the perfect time. Mm. My favorite in my collection now, and again, keep in mind, I think it's over 3,000 pieces. It's a tie between my original R2-D2 that I still have and my, um, I had the Ertl constitution class refit enterprise that i still have and like you can see i hand painted the impulse engine and like those are my two favorite pieces wow good choices anyway, the combined total of the value of those two pieces might be eight dollars okay it's not about <laughs> so, the money so yeah it, it's not about your favorite toy is based off of how much it's worth it's really in your heart, your favorite toy. And that's it. Yeah. That's right. You know, uh, we were talking before you came on about our favorite toys. And uh, mine was the the real Ghostbusters toys. And I had the Firehouse and the, the whole crew, the Ecto-1. Nice. Will there be a real Ghostbusters toys that made us episode? I certainly hope so. There, mm. I, it's, 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 we want to make that episode, but there's a few we got to make first. So we will uh, we'll see what happens. As I always say when I get asked this kind of thing about that show in particular, mm -hmm. stay tuned. <laughs> I'm tuned. I'm staying. Um, yeah, and the the Ghostbusters, the, the the movies that made us was one of my one of my favorite episodes of that. Obviously, that and the Die Hard. Um, 
it's really do you get so do you get to I, I mean I know you're 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 behind the scenes on, on a lot of that. Do you get to interact with any of the people that are that are on the show or is that a different department and you don't really do that part? Well, if I'm doing the interview, uh, yeah, I interact with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mean, season one of movies that made us, I think I did 90% of the interviews myself. Okay. Now it's probably down to probably 70%. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when you started doing the next show, I, I don't know what, what the order was, but you you did you started working on a toy store near you and that's really fun because uh i watched a few of those episodes and, and a few of my friends who have uh who have toy stores are in that um the the bat cave in santa rosa mike holbrook very cool store and then <laughs> uh, andrew leung and uh in sacramento which you say on the show you lived in California for 23 years and have never been to the capital of California. Is that still true? It, it's true, but fingers crossed, it will be changing in two and a half weeks. Oh. my! The, if it wasn't for my history with Sacramento, I would tell you I'm definitely going to be there in two and a half weeks. But my wife and I were in agreement. We're doing a big road trip to Sacramento. By the greatest get luck, I've been trying to get my wife to go there for years. Um, are you from there? I lived there for many years. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it has a fun no, place in my heart for sure. Say, no offense, but she doesn't yeah. know. We were at a wedding <laughs> on Sunday and we were sitting next to this couple that I would describe as very um, fancy, very upper class, very fancy husband and wife. And, um, the wife at one point out of nowhere, we, she was like, oh my God, I did a school trip to Sacramento. It was the best thing ever, blah, blah, blah. And my wife, who I could tell was very impressed by this woman from the beginning, was like, really? And I'm like, really? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that I think was the final thing that convinced my wife. So we, we are going, awesome. we are going. I mean, by the way, if you knew where I've been, like I've been to Syria, I've been wow. to Easter Island, I've been to Iraq, and I haven't been to Sacramento. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, I think that's definitely a that's a quote soundbite. We're gonna there you go. <laughs> Hopefully, I can fix that. At least, yeah, just don't go in the in the middle of summer because it's dreadfully miserably hot and and dry. So you're going in the right time. I, I would I would say. So when when you for this show, do you have someone who's out scouting for for locations and stores, or do you just hear about them, or do you meet the people at Comic Cons and and that have the stores and then send and then send for for someone to do you know the 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 footage there? I guess like how do you find the stores that that you pick for that show? So we had a premiere party nationwide for season three of toys that made us and we had built a list of stores i think we had about 70 stores participate so that list was the original list that we worked off of for season one and season two of a toy store near you 
um, about uh, probably in between season one and season two, we put out like a press release for more stores. And we got probably about another 100 to 125 stores that said they wanted to do the show. So we're working off of a list that, um, I'm not the best at math, but it's probably between 170 and 200 stores. And we're doing at least six seasons. So we'll make at least 30 episodes. Wow. Yeah, can I ask really quickly, what has there been a favorite Toy Story of yours so far? You know, it's funny, man. I'm inclined to say to you, hey, politically speaking, I don't want to answer that. Sure. But the truth of the matter is, with one exception, with one caveat that I'll give you, no. Mm. Like every store in its own way has its own thing or things that makes me want to go. But here's the caveat. And it's the, the reason it's a caveat and not the real answer is I was aware of the store long before the show. And I would have said this to you long before the show was greenlit. Um, Kokomo Toys is on my, uh, my bucket list. Like I have to go there before I die. So it's, but it's been like that for like five years. Gotcha. Kokomo Toys. I'm not familiar with that. Are you familiar with that store, Uncle Dad? Uh, I've heard the name, but I don't know where it's at. Is it in Kokomo? It's in Kokomo, Indiana. Good guess. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's in the perfect location. I, I mean, it is. there's no way to get there without like a four and a half to six hour drive. Ooh. So, I mean, there have been times I've had shoots in Chicago where I've like, seriously consider getting up at three in the morning so I could get there and get back in time to do my show, but I still haven't done it. It's there in season one of the, um, of the show. Okay. Maybe season two, but you, when you see the show, you'll get it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a, a quick drive and a they, stop at a cracker barrel. They have, uh, they, hey, don't get me started on cracker barrel. <laughs> uh, they have, um, they literally have a shelf, just to put this in perspective for you, at mm. Kokomo, they literally have a shelf. I don't know if it's still there or not, but it was there about six to eight months ago. It's like, it's gotta be 30 Technodrones. Wow. It's literally like a shelf. It's gotta be 30 feet long, just covered with Technodrones, all at like perfect condition. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know, uh, there was one story I wanted to ask you and uh, you know say what you say what you can um or if you've if it's on your radar at all is a, a torpedo comics in las vegas um are you familiar oh, with that no. story no. so uh i'll give you a quick explanation of what it is uh so when we've had him on the show the drummer of system of a down um runs a runs a company called torpedo comics which started as just you know, selling tr trades and, and books at conventions and then, uh, and now he's opened it. Well, not now he's had it for a few years now. He's at a store in Las Vegas, <clears throat> excuse me, where it's, it's almost like you're being, you're going into a, a comic book museum as well as a store. I, I would highly recommend. You got uh, toys? Having, hmm. He's got toys. He's got, he's All got right. st statues, comics. Uh, I'm going to be in Vegas in January. I'll check he's it got, out. He's got a drum kit. 
with art from all of these artists, Jim Lee, that he would take on tour. Highly, it's it's one of the yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's hands down the best comic book toy store I've ever been to. So definitely, okay. I know Rogue Toys in Vegas pretty well. Um, but yeah, I'll check this out. Mm-hmm. So um, next question I had is, um, you you also have another show, which is about Star Trek, which uh, is called Center Seat Center Seat Fifty Five Years of Star Trek. <clears throat> And that's on the History Channel. Which, how, how do you how do you how do you uh, how do you find your your way into the History Channel, or do they come to you? Because that's that's exciting. I'm doing this 23 years, my friend. No one has yeah. ever come to me. Okay. So, uh, okay. That is, uh, that's that's neat. That's the easiest question to answer you've asked so far. Um, and they've wow. been pretty easy questions. So that take take that for what it's worth. Okay. Um, I, listen, I develop shows and I sell shows and then I make shows like that's that's my job. So we've worked with history on and off for, I'd say, 15 years. And I developed the show. I tried to sell it to CBS All Access. They didn't want it. Um, I pitched it around town and history made the best deal. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's really fascinating because. I, I watched the Star Trek toys that made us and then watched the beginning of, of the of the center seat show. So are you also a big Trek yeah. fan? Yes. Trekkie. More so or <laughs> less so than Star Wars? Is it, the... it really it really is tied. Yeah. Because I get different things from the, the each and the other. Yeah. That's always a topic, right? You always has to go which 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 Star Wars Trek are you? Well, I'm, I mean, even my collection, I bet you it's very equal in size. My Star Trek, I mean, I would say my Star Trek and Star Wars collection combined is probably half my collection. And like I said, it's it's around if not over three thousand pieces. So mm. of that number. I would say at least a thousand are, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with this company called Eagle Moss. Are you familiar with Eagle Moss? No, sir. I almost don't even want to tell you this. It's like giving you uh, free heroin. Wow. Um, <laughs> here, here's the best way I can explain Eagle Moss to you. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, something good happened. And I texted my wife, um, hey, baby, I got great news. And she wrote back, did Eagle Moss go bankrupt? Like, just so Eagle Moss makes beautiful quality but low cost replica models of ships. And I would say my Eagle Moss collection alone, just Star Trek, because they do Galactica, they do aliens, they make ships constantly where you're like, who the fuck is going to buy this but me? <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, like, are they like a mob front? Like, no one's buying this but me. Um, just my Star Trek Eagle Moss collection, I would say, is 125 pieces. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Holy wow. It's amazing. Yeah, Holy, and wow. Quality, Holy wow. Holy wow, Batman. Price point. I mean, are you Trekkies? Are you familiar with the Battle of uh, Wolf 359? I am not. I'm not a Trekkie. Uh, Mike no. might be. <laughs> no. So 
there's this battle. It's probably the most famous battle in all of Star Trek. It's where humanity meets the Borg for the first time. Um, in the show, the Enterprise misses the battle and gets there like a couple hours late. And there's a shot on the view screen of the remnants of the battle. And you just see hundreds of Federation ships all fucked up and everything. The way they made that shot was they had like two nice models in the foreground that were all fucked up. And then in the background, they had like bought models from stores, spray painted them, literally like glued markers to them, spray painted them, maybe attached one LED light. And they're in the background out of focus. Whoa. Eagle Moss got pictures of these fucking out of focus ships that like are literally spray painted models you could buy for 20 bucks and released beautiful models of those ships that like I said, were out of focus mm. on screen for less than two seconds. Wow. Like that's, if there's any story to explain Eagle Moss, that's it. Wow. Oh, and by the way, they probably made 30 of them. Like, so it's not like wow. they made one or two. Wow. Yeah, they are also very affordable. So that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at the price point. Like, that's pretty great. Eagle Moss. Uh, there, there's a, your free promotion right here on the show. Yeah. Oh, I, people probably think all the time I'm a paid spokesman. I, I absolutely am not. No, you just you, like you, first taste free. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned your wife, and what is what's your wife's perspective on all of her toys? Is she about it, or is she like this? Is I she, she knew she was getting into this with you, or how does that? Well, how does yeah, that work? yeah. <laughs> two questions there. Yeah. Um, so here, uh, here's how she is with it. She she has two two philosophies. Philosophy one. Uh, as long as I'm not coming home at three in the morning with glitter on my face, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Uh, number two, you got one room. Like, don't eat. Like, literally, I got this beautiful Ahsoka Tano picture at a convention once, and I was going to put it in my daughter's room. And I did. Like, I literally put it in her room before I hung it up. And like, literally, five minutes later, I see my wife walking through the house with it like bringing it to my room. So nope. That's, those are the two rules. To answer your question, did she know what she was signing up for? Yes or no? Yes. When she moved into my house, my dining room, beautiful shelves were covered with Transformers statues. So <laughs> in that way she did. Yeah. But I would say up until Toys That Made Us, my collection grew maybe one percent a year after toys or while making toys that made us up until this very day i mean it probably grows 10 percent a year but the reason why that math is a little tricky is my collection has grown so much that you know 10 percent a year now is 300 pieces 10 percent when we met i mean might have been like 20 pieces <laughs> 20 pieces to 300 pieces um so if you've got one room either everything is stacked so much closely and on top of each other or you've got boxes then you'd have to like 
cycle through what you have out available to see. Is that is that kind of what's going on? It's, it's the former, but stuff's not stacked on top of each other. Mm -hmm. It's just very, very tightly packed. Yeah. So, so doing the toys that made us, I would imagine that, uh, you know, you have more access to more stuff, but do people gift you toys because of who you are and what you yes. do? I mean, people gift me stuff all the time. I mean, full disclosure, like 1% of it makes it into the collection. Like I am extremely picky, but it, it's not about access. It's about knowledge. And I'll give you a great example. I've never been into He-Man ever. Ooh. I almost wouldn't do the episode. Luckily, the crew convinced me to do it. Um, the more I learned about He-Man, the more excited I got about it. So like now I probably have a 40-piece He-Man collection. But that started, literally, I shit you not, two days before the show premiered. By the way, fun fact. I bought a Stinkor for $8 minimum. That's worth mm -hmm. 80 bucks now. Wow. Yeah. I would. Here's a fun fact about me. I have, I've never had a sense of smell. I had a Stinkor when I was a kid. You so were born with COVID? <laughs> I was born of one of the, uh, the uh, side effects of COVID. Yes. Way <laughs> zero over here. Yeah. <laughs> does, does your sink, is your stinkor in a box and or and or does it still smell? I don't even know how that would work. Probably it's not. It's not right? in a box and it does not still smell. Yeah, Wait, so well, I'm not I'm not too familiar that. with He Man. Can you explain to me what that is? They stinkor? literally put this stinky oil into the plastic when they made it. So it smelled like it looks like a skunk. It's literally a, a human shape that looks like a skunk. And it smells. Uh, and it smelled, but it was a natural oil. Whoa. So it eventually evaporated. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it was it was an oil. But by the way, to this day, I still am finding, like, I view He-Man. He I, I mean, I have different, like, Robotech. I have a huge Robotech collection. That collection is entirely too, I love the design yeah. of those of that world. So that Robotech to me is all about the design. He-Man on the other hand is, it's like, I love that you had these grown men. It was like 99% men, like trying to out ridiculous each other. Yeah. Like I just learned of this character called Tongue Lash Or. <laughs> He's got a giant fucking tongue. Like that's his thing. Yeah. Like, so there's another character, I think his name is like Snake Head Or. He literally has <laughs> a button on the back and snakes come out of his eyes, mouth, and ears. Nice. I got to get those. I got to get those on general principle because, you know, at some point there's a guy in a meeting, like, I got it. Mm -hmm. What if there's like a big tongue? Well, what else can he do? Nothing. He's just a big tongue. And they made it. Like <laughs> I've never seen that character, but now I'm going to look it up. I was uh, brainstorming, working on a, a comic book with a, a buddy of mine a few years back, and we were trying to come up with a villain. And I did not know about the tongue guy from He-Man, but I thought it would be funny to have a character called Pearl Tongue. And he pops a big uh, strand of huge pearls that come out of his mouth and whips people with those. What do you think about that? 
I think that if you were alive in the 80s and worked at Mattel, that would have replaced Skeletor. That's such a bad idea. <laughs> man, what a compliment. I know. Wow. <laughs> Coming from you, I man, I, I feel so warm inside now. <laughs> I, I, I got time for one more question. I apologize, but I got to jump on a, a Zoom. I can assure you I'd rather be on this. Uh, I'd rather be with you guys than that Zoom. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, let, let's ask about your 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 consumer products line like um and you've got uh you're you're rebooting roboforce yes that's super exciting that's so fun how you know how did that how did that happen i mean i know you're the master but... well i don't know if i'm the master that it, let's <laughs> let's see 30 years from now how we did okay. but uh we yeah i mean i've i love toys i always wanted to get into toys the rights were available and uh i've always loved roboforce and we were able to get the deal done and you know we're building we're building out our for lack of a better expression universe mm -hmm. yeah and a tv show and another show right like that that's also part of it we're putting it together that's so exciting and, and uncle dad was also excited about something else you guys are putting out i'll, I'll let him ask you about that wait are we referring to kevin smith yeah <laughs> oh yeah so i'm just i'm just curious um how did you guys get that uh, connection with Kevin Smith to release his vinyl? Because you guys were the only ones to release his vinyl, right? Yeah, we, like I was telling you, we produce a lot of stand-up specials and we produced his special. Did you? Wow. Yeah. I didn't and know then that. It was the one where he had his heart attack. Yes, right? I was telling Mike that, yeah. yeah. He's a huge, he's a humongous Kevin Smith. I wish, I, wish I had time to tell you the whole, by the way, I wear this, I got an Apple Watch the day after. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, uh, that's that's how. And again, I, I feel so bad, but uh, I hope they told you ahead of time. I only had 30. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this was fun, guys. Thank awesome. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Okay. See ya. Bye. Yeah. So it's a shame they had to leave because I was really interested in learning about um, more about the Kevin Smith heart attack thing. He mentioned that he wears an Apple Watch because of it. What would that what would that do? Would that, is that because it helps you with your heart rate? I think there's, uh, yeah, I think that's, I mean, I don't have an Apple Watch, but I think it has something to do with being able to monitor your blood pressure and, 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 and which I think is part of what gives you a heart attack is your blood pressure goes up. Yeah. Um, that, that story, dude, is real. pretty crazy. Cause I, I only know obviously for what I read about him and what he said, but like, I guess it was right before his, you know, I guess I'll tell everybody, I'll tell everybody, yeah, I'll tell everybody his story. I don't even know the story. <laughs> Yeah, so right before he was about to hop on the, the stage um, to do this show, uh, the second night. So he already did the first night, but he didn't do the second night. So at the second night, he was about to do it, and he's like, "Man, I don't feel. I feel like, like really tired, like really out of it, right?" And he tells his, um, I think his assistant or somebody like that, like, "Hey, you know what? I just need a few minutes to like rest." So he's like, kind of laying down, and then all of a sudden, he gets the sensation of as as if essentially he's he's dying. He's like, wow, I think this is it. I think I'm going to die right now. And he starts throwing up and it's, it's nothing coming out. It's just like this, this disgusting bile, right? Just, just nothing coming out. Jesus. And, and he just feels like, holy, like, this is it. Like I, I, I'm about to die. And then all of a sudden everything seizes up and he can't really breathe anymore. And he has a heart attack, but they say what saved him was that he was stoned. Oh, really? Yeah, because if he wasn't stoned, his um, his heart would have been moving way too quickly and probably would have really just, I don't know what capsize is the right word, but, you know, he would have died. Um, but because his heart was moving slower because of him being high, 
uh, it allowed him to essentially give him more time to go to the doctor, get his surgery, and get things done. There should be a Kevin Smith heart attack action figure. You know, <laughs> like you press the button on his back and then some bile shoots out of his mouth. And then <laughs> you press another, you squeeze his legs and then his whole body like seizes together. You don't like that. Sorry. No, I like the idea that you open up his chest and smoke comes out. <laughs> okay. Maybe he's got, uh, you know, weed oil in the plastic, like Stingcore, and he's just uh, smells, like, it smells like weed. Oh, yeah. fuck, man, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'm curious because obviously, you know, Brian probably has a different perspective because, you know, he, he probably got to be there when it happened. So it would have been interesting to, to learn about that. But I do yeah. like that, you know, uh, I don't know if I like it, but it, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that the, around this time of when we had this show, Kevin Smith's name just keeps sense to always pop up somewhere. Like somebody we know knows Kevin Smith or, you know, we've had people on the show who have worked with Kevin Smith and it's just, it's, it's fascinating. I think, I think what that means is manifestations coming and mm -hmm. he's going to be, he's going to be on the show one day. Well, you know, I, I fully believe in manifestation and I think, I think you're right. I think we keep following the path and someone's going to connect us and, and it's going to happen. And maybe we'll go to a convention soon and uh -huh. he'll be there and we can ask him and it'll happen organically. That would be amazing. And then, then you could talk the entire time. Cause I would just be like, Duh. don't, don't you dare. <laughs> I might dude. That's like one of the only celebrities I can say that will make you me gotta truly do nervous. That. You got to <laughs> talk to your hero. <laughs> it's like, if you met Bruce Willis, you would have a hard time with that. I would still do it. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. good point. I would, I would just be honest, you know, Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm super nervous to talk to you because I've like got a tattoo of you on my arm and I idolized you, but so bear with me, you know, and I think that just breaks a barrier down and they're like, Hey man, it's all good. I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude. I'm just Bruce Willis. But Mike, uh, you know, to kind of begin the wrap up the show here uh, on the subject of like Star Trek, I was actually really, that was really insightful about Star Trek about the, um, the toys and stuff like that. Cause I, I really don't know anything about Star Trek. Uh, and it's, I, I thought you did, but I guess I was wrong about that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've watched some of them and uh, I'm a fan of George Takei and uh, I wanted to ask him about George being on, on the show, but you know, we ran out of time. So there, I had a few, several more questions that I wanted to get to, but Mike, you, know, you can ask me, ask me those questions. <laughs> you don't know. You can't answer these questions. <laughs> Um, I have a, if I have any questions about Kevin Smith, I'll ask you. Okay, good, good. But I don't. So. Oh, okay. No one ever, no one ever does. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what I also found interesting about Brian too is that it would be fun to talk to him about his history of um, producing television shows in general. I didn't realize he produced a bunch of television shows. I thought it was just more of the series and learning about that was pretty fascinating. And you know, he's worked with some big people too, like Jim Gaffigan and stuff like that um so yeah yeah you know he's got the zach efron sh show about the world mm -hmm. um yeah i mean again there's there's so much to talk about with a guy like that who's who's been successful and and um yeah i don't know i guess i didn't realize he'd been in the business for for 23 years 
you know, I'm asking him how he pitched it to history, how he got on a history channel. He's like, bro, this is what I do. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> apparently I didn't do my homework. <laughs> I actually like this response, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's a pleasure to talk to. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I think it's just like, you know, when you've been in that industry for so long, it's like, yeah, it's, it's what you do, right? You you're like, you know how that is. Oh, I also, yeah. And I also want to ask him, like, ah, it's just what what is his daughter's toys and like him being who he is what does his daughter play with does she play with tech toys and stem stuff or yeah. does she play with you know she yeah she yeah <laughs> or like does he have like a bin or a bucket of 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 old toys from the 80s that are you know that he just that aren't worth anything and he lets her play with those i i, I want to know that no. Yeah, you want you want to know what toys her, his daughter plays with? Cool. <laughs> well, wait a minute. What <laughs> did I say that? Yeah, you did say that, but it's okay. No. Um, Maybe it's me that didn't get that. Yeah, exactly. He's like, stay away from my daughter, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants to play with your tech toys. <laughs> you know what's interesting too is um, you know, there's a new He-Man coming. Are you aware of that? A new He-Man. Yeah, and guess who is the showrunner? I don't know. Kevin Smith. Well, no, that. There already is a He-Man with Kevin Smith. That's what I'm saying. That one, it's out, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'm saying I, is... I thought you meant there was another new one. No, I meant that one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so that one, I'm just curious if they're going to do any toy tie-ins with that, you know? Oh, them? Yeah. Are there toys from that? Is there? I don't know. I don't know. You should know. It's Kevin Smith. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a He-Man fan. <laughs> just because Kevin Smith's a part of it doesn't mean I love everything he does. <laughs> Like cop out. Actually, can we talk about that real fast? Just real quick, cop out. It's a quick side. This is a little bonus side sidetrack for everybody. Um, there's going to be a, there's going to be a movies that made us about cop out. <laughs> <laughs> no one and nobody watched it. <laughs> uh, I saw that in theaters day one, obviously because I'm a I'm a Kevin Smith fan, and I'm sure you did too because you're a Bruce Willis fan. Yeah. But how horrible was that movie? <laughs> I mean, there was some funny parts, but yeah, was it wasn't yeah. great. There was definitely some funny parts. Uh, Tracy Morgan was great because it's Tracy Morgan. Um, but even he kind of felt a little too much, like Tracy Morgan too much. And uh, I don't know. And then I kind of felt like Bruce Willis didn't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think from what I remember reading, he didn't want to promote it or anything either, which pissed Kevin Smith off. Yes. And that's why they had this beef. I don't think he liked I don't think he was into it either. I think he was just could feel like it wasn't the chemistry wasn't there. It wasn't working. I don't I don't really remember now, but yeah, it, it, there was some funny parts for sure. And I I do like some of the way him Bruce and uh, Tracy Morgan play off each other, but it wasn't my favorite B Dub yeah. movie. <laughs> B Dub is that what you call him? B Dub. Well, that's what Tracy Tracy Morgan calls him that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he, he did a Stern Show interview when they were promoting that movie and um he kept calling him b-dub and b-double and they were like we're gonna do cop out cop out two cop out three it's gonna be the new lethal weapon new beverly hills cop and that didn't happen <laughs> you know i like the idea though of uh, tracy morgan being in a uh, beverly hills cop remake <laughs> whoa yeah, yeah that'd be a good idea right yeah. did you know they actually made a tv show that never saw a lot of day no who, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, it's starring Eddie Murphy. I had no idea. Yeah, it was his son. So basically, the show was that it was Eddie Murphy with his son, 
doing Beverly Hill Cop stuff. <laughs> I think they need to make, uh, now that you say that, Brian needs to make a TV show that made us. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, first episode, Golden Girls. <laughs> Picture it. Picture it, yes. <laughs> hey. ah. no, you like that? I did like that. Pull, pull that out of my ass. I know. Oh. I like it. I was like, whoa. Um, well, what's another TV show you would put? Well, um, I would put, uh, oh man, I would put Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, that's a good choice. That's a good yeah, choice. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, good that's job. A good show. Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, I was like, take it oh, easy. Take it easy. You're about to get kicked off the show. <laughs> about to, I'm about to freaking have my own heart attack. <laughs> all right. That's okay. Oh, man. Give me another one. I mean, I was thinking more like 80s, 80s earlier stuff, but Seinfeld, okay. I guess. 90s was like 20, 30 years ago, bro. <laughs> Well, I know the '80s is more. <laughs> You're right, math. I and mean, if you if you look at most of the stuff they did, most of it's from the '80s. That's true. So it'll probably know? be like Cheers, which is where he, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, a bunch about a bunch of people in a bar. <laughs> we should. That show should definitely be dissected and and broken down. <laughs> Jeez. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that's so funny to me about Cheers. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good idea, the TV show. And then you can even dive in more to like, you know, the music that made us too, right? You can talk about the albums. Oh, the- yeah, it's endless. Then you can talk about the food that made us. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know about that one, dude. <laughs> like all the all the, the, the shitty fast food restaurants we would eat at. You know, okay. And so behind you- the scenes of what they put into the chicken nuggets. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so okay you've got to wrap up here but i have to say this you're talking about food and you're talking about classic food items there's two items i would like to learn about number one mcdonald's have what what was called the mcpizza where you could go to mcdonald's and order a pizza like they made and uh you could get to the drive-thru now there is still two McDonald's in the U.S. that carry that, and it's in the Midwest somewhere, of course. Of and, course. Uh, and one of my bucket lists is to go to that uh, McDonald's and try that motherfucking McPizza. <laughs> is it near that? Uh, what was the store? The 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 oh, store Co- that he was talking? Kokomo. Kokomo. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's uh, near Kokomo. Oh, Point. and then make a whole thing about it, huh? You could do the you could the McPizza and visit the Kokomo store and make an episode about it both that, that's a good idea that's a good idea another good idea or another good product i want to see is burger king released a new york burger pizza i remember when i was in the south they have a you know they have a fast food spot called hardy's out there yeah and and when ghostbusters 2 came out they had a slimer sunday nice and it was a you know soft serve sunday with green syrup Green glowy toxic syrup on it. Toxic syrup. Probably. <laughs> Did you eat it? I think that's what took away my sense of smell. Yeah, the slime. Yeah, the toxic slime. Oh, that's funny. 
it, you know, okay. So then I have to add to that then. So <laughs> when we're talking about like food, like that food promotions, I think that would be the subject, right? Because a lot of movies and TV shows do food promotions back in the eighties. Do you remember that? Like, it'd be something along those lines, like, Oh, get this and get the special weird, whatever. Right. Um, the one thing that comes to mind for me is Ghostbusters did a 20th anniversary Krispy Kreme thing where they had uh, donuts made from the from the marshmallows used in the uh, TV movie. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Just, just want to point that out there. <laughs> but those promotions like that, I feel like doesn't really happen anymore. No. Yeah, not in the same way. No. Now that you have... Uh... I guess a, a, some kind of pop star or rap star gets a, a combo meal named after them at McDonald's. And that's it. That's as like as far as it goes. Yeah. Right? Or, or Korean pop stars too. BTS had one. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, same. it's, it's a different time. Just different, like the toys. Just like the toys, man. But you know, man, today's episode was a fun pleasure. It was a, it was just a lot of fun talking about toys because what, what doesn't bring joy? than toys thank you mike for kind of taking the lead on that one it was good hearing you on the driver's seat again because it's been a while and uh it was fun man it was a fun fun experience today and uh i think this is coming out during christmas so if that's the case hey merry christmas everybody happy happy hanukkah happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa happy kwanzaa uh and happy solstice that too And just all around, happy holidays. <laughs> thank you. Uh, just thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, hopefully we'll have a nice New Year's Eve special coming up. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. And the best gift you can give us is just listening and following us on Instagram at Uncle Dad Talks. And of course, if you have any questions about the show or want to talk to Mike, go to Mike at UncleDadComics.com. Send him an email. you know what's funny i feel like that's not a joke anymore (laughs) no joke uh but thank you guys so much for listening and remember guys i am not an uncle i'm not a dad just someone you can talk to mike thank you as always and we'll see you all next week but wait there's more we forgot something mike what did we forget well, you forgot it. I didn't. I forgot it. it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we talked about the toy store near you, and season three is coming out. When's that coming three out? Is out. No, well, when this comes out, it'll be the next day. So, <laughs> so yes. So on December twenty fifth, uh, the newest season of the toy store near us or near you, right? Yeah, Toy Story Near You uh, on Netflix. The next season will be available December 25th. We'll celebrate the holiday by learning about all these toy stores, that their legacy, their stories, everything they have to go through to, to give you the things we love, which are toys. So everybody, go check them out. Go watch it. Netflix, hey, if you're listening to Netflix, you know, we, we, we can make something happen too. <laughs> where, do, where do they watch the toy store near you? I mean, Netflix. I don't know if it's on Netflix. It's not on Netflix? I thought it was. Let's look it up. Toy Story Near You. It's on uh, Tubi. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Apple TV. It's on YouTube and Google Play. <laughs> but not it's Netflix. Not, it's not on Netflix. <laughs> let, that, let that be known. Let's let everybody know that Uncle Dad is out of his mind again. You are wrong, brother. <laughs> I guess so. Well, anyways, go check them out. Christmas. Um, 
again, guys, happy holidays from all of us and Uncle Dad. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.